If you're a real estate agent and you're tired of cold calling, door knocking, and spending money on ads, then subscribe to this podcast. We discuss leveraging the power of YouTube for your real estate business and how these strategies earned us over $1 million in GCI our first year in real estate. My name is Levi Lassick and my partner is Travis Plum. Let's get started. I was doing some recording yesterday and, and uh, you know, this is something that I want everybody to really hopefully let this sink in is that I don't know where you're at in your business or your life. I just know that for me personally, uh, you know, I don't really share this a lot, but you know, I had a very successful other business in uh, 2020 uh, that I'd been building up for five years and the pandemic changed everything. Uh, it really wasn't just the pandemic. It was a uh, turned out to be a very bad partnership. And, you know, it literally something that I was my, my baby building for five years and went to zero overnight. And, you know, that was tough. And then on top of that, it's like, okay, well, what do you do whenever the, the world is locked down? The biggest layoffs in history, you know, everything, you know, all the odds are against you. And so, you know, that was something that I looked at. Now, I had dabbled in real estate investment since 2009. I had done, you know, as a hobby, really kind of, I did one, maybe two fixer flips per year. I did have up to seven rentals at one time. I had some Airbnb property. And so I was always, but I always worked with the real estate agent. So, but I was very familiar with the transactional side of real estate. And I was always very involved in that and always had, you know, long discussions with my, <laughs> with my real estate agents that I worked with and the mortgage brokers. So I was always very involved in that, but I knew I wanted to make that transition. And, and I had a lot of successful friends in real estate. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to make that transition into licensed real estate, you know, I was, I was really scared to death because I was, I was 41 years old and I felt like everything I had been working towards, I just literally felt like I was starting over. And so I was like, okay, if I actually make that transition and move into licensed real estate, I just did not want to do things traditionally because all of my successful friends that I knew in real estate, well, they've been in it for 10, 15, 20 years. And I know what they went through the first two, three, four, five years. And so that was something that you know, at 41, I was just like, man, I don't know if I, I just, I don't know if I want to really go through that at this moment, as far as just like pounding the pavement necessarily, um, all that sort of thing. So what I did was I was just, I just was patient. And at the same time, even though I was moving into licensed real estate, it wasn't, it, you know, it wasn't my first year in business. It wasn't my first year in marketing. I understood business. I understood sales. I understood marketing. Still learning to this day, but I had a pretty solid foundation over the last 20 years. So I just approached it in a different manner, a different mindset. I was like, I'm going to go at this from a business owner um, viewpoint as a marketer viewpoint. And that's really, I think the main difference is I was just like, I'm not, if I get into one-on-one -on -one sales, which is, you know, uh, and nothing wrong with this, just like, let's just say shaking hands, um, that sort of thing, one-to-one -one marketing. I just, I, I felt like that was going to be a struggle for myself in the beginning. So that's, you know, I just went down all these rabbit holes. I wanted to attract business. I knew that was going to be through social media, but I didn't know what platform either. So I, 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 uh, went down the rabbit hole actually of Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, nothing wrong with those platforms as well. Cause I know several, several successful agents on those platforms. It just didn't really sit and it didn't fit with what I was looking to do. So YouTube was actually the last choice. And so I just decided I went all in on YouTube guys. So this is, I guess what I'm getting to is that no matter where you're at in your life or your business or in real estate, I believe if you double, triple, quadruple down, on on one thing and no matter what that is that could be instagram it could be TikTok, it could be youtube it could be postcards i don't know it could be you know i i believe that if you double down triple down quadruple down on one thing and go all out that you can truly change your business within a year and this channel has changed everything for us and it's you know just barely over a year old so or the year in stats and this just happened in one year all organically um over actually 621,748 views. So over 621,000 views to the channel, 
1,700 watch hours. Now, the reason the watch hours to me are the most important is because that is equivalent. If you divide 66,700 watch hours by 24 hours in a day, that is equivalent to about 7.6 years. And so to me, that says my YouTube channel prospected for me 7.62 years inside of one year. And that's the whole concept to me about compounding your time. You know, we invest, um, anytime we invest money, we buy real estate, we buy stocks, uh, NFTs, crypto, whatever it is you're investing is, you're always wondering what's the return on that investment. And we're looking at that in a monetary, monetary format. So I argue if you're going to invest your time and if time is your most valuable asset, what are you investing your time in that's actually going to not just return your time, but actually has the opportunity to compound your time. And to me, that's video. And whether that's YouTube or Instagram or TikTok or whatever it is, you know, YouTube or I mean video is sales at scale. That's what it is. And so you can you can sell your neighborhood or sell the, your suburb or whatever it is to one person at one time or you can create a video about that and sell it to hundreds or thousands or possibly hundreds of thousands. Our channel gained over 9 million impressions last year for free. That was, we did all this 100% organic with zero ad spend um, to promote the channel at all whatsoever. Just organic, 9 million impressions. That means according to YouTube, an impression is, is whenever your thumbnail sits on somebody's screen longer than one second, which according to uh, science, your eyes can process an image in seven tenths of a second. So that's less than one second your eyes can process an image. So that's why thumbnails are so important on YouTube is because even YouTube says if that thumbnail sits on somebody's screen, what, you know, if they're scrolling or whatever is there now, if they scroll right by it, it doesn't count. But if they stop and it sits on their screen for at least one second, that's an impression. What other way could we get in front of 9 million people inside a year uh, other than video? I mean, that is crazy. And so what that led to was over 621,000 views, 66,000 watch hours, um, over 7,800 subscribers we got to the channel. And according to... Uh, ad revenue, which we the goal was never to monetize for ad revenue. Uh, we generated over $4,100 in ad revenue. So not only is YouTube a completely free platform that you can <laughs> upload and do everything you want to it, but they actually pay you. I mean, it's the platform, the only platform I know of that uh, shares revenue with you on ads once you reach certain uh, criteria or milestones on that channel. So from that standpoint, uh, it paid us over $4,100 just to post content on there. And so that um, led to our year in results just from the YouTube channel. We closed, this is closed, we closed 64 transactions. Uh, that that was uh, 33.5 million in production closed. And that's just over a million in GCI closed. Actually $1,007,591 in GCI. and we walked into 2022 with 18 transactions already pending. And you want to jump in one? Oh, um, and we walked into 2022. Imagine this starting your year off with 18 transactions pending 9.8 million um, pending as well. And that's almost 300,000 in GCI pending for this year, just from a YouTube channel. That's powerful. And so that's why I truly believe, and this was just inside one year that whatever you're doing right now, you know, focus on something, work towards it. I mean, take massive action and consistency. Uh, we had this room the other day in Matt's room about consistency or the word of the year, whatnot. And for me, it's, it's just consistency. It's, it's, it's what I see over and over again. Um, I made this post too on Instagram. It's, uh, you know, Roger Wakefield, a plumber, who has over 400,000 subscribers, very consistent on content. Well, I had a leaky faucet. I called his company because they're here in Dallas and his van pulls up and it's like a giant thumbnail <laughs> pulled up to my house out front. It's consistency. It's consistent marketing. It's consistent branding. So, so 
I believe really that you can change absolutely everything and really within six months, because by the time the six month mark rolled around, um, it was, you know, the channel was really starting to catch momentum. And now it's, it's, um, it's even going faster now because last December we didn't even really have a channel established. And so now moving into the, you know, we're getting so many calls now, almost triple the amount of calls because we're getting all the people prepping for spring and summer on top of that. So it's, it's a crazy time right now. Um, it's, it's a true blessing, but it also came with a lot of hard work and consistency. And that's the one thing is I did not miss a single week last year of publishing. I stuck, I stuck to my schedule. I had my goals, um, my scheduling, you know, um, you know, calendar, basically everything ready to go and just stayed consistent on it. And that was really it. So, uh, that's kind of the year in stats for their channel there. And, uh, I don't know, hope that was helpful. <clears throat> and so just to kind of showcase what, what's going on, uh, Juan, you want to jump in? I was just clapping. Sorry for the long clap earlier. <laughs> no, that's good. I'm, I'm good. All right. I feel well, weird. I don't know. Go ahead. One one thing real quick, and I and I know Juan was in the room last night for Good Evening Real Estate. We were talking about, you know, the value proposition of real estate agents in today's, you know, day and age and, and our, our separate markets. What's what's really interesting though, and I think I mean the results are absolutely incredible. There's no denying that, right? Anyone that's talking about their first year in real estate to create what you guys have created is absolutely amazing. And we haven't even really broken down what it looks like, um, you know, recently at least about how much you're actually making per video, because I think that's really important that to me, that really gets people into action, I feel like. So I know you can talk about that here in just a moment. But last night, you know, we were talking about this article that that Juan presented about, um, you know, NAR and about Realology, uh, the articles on Realology about, um, you know, buyer's agents and compression to the commissions happening. And I think there's no greater way to communicate your value and, and to create content around what you do, the value that you add to the conversation as a professional in this business. And so I'm curious how you think about that, Levi, because I know Justin and I kind of are aligned on this and I'm, I'm sure that you are as well in terms of creating 9 million impressions. Like like you said, how, how else can we go about doing that? Well, you could buy a ton of billboards, right? For a ton of time. I generally think people are looking at their phones and not at the billboards, um, just as a general statement, but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. But, you know, mailers, there's, there's a million other ways that you could go about, you know, gaining attention, uh, gaining the consumer's um, trust, right? And I think that a lot of people might take away a ton of value from the, the point of what is your value proposition, right? And and so I'd like to hear you talk a little bit about that, because I think people are looking at YouTube, people are looking at all these other platforms and, and trying to understand how do I communicate clearly my value proposition on there? Um, because I believe that at the end of the day, if they found you on YouTube and if they trust you enough to pick up the phone and call you about their next purchase or sale, that there's built in integrity there. Right. So can you talk about that a little bit? Yes, absolutely. And I want to get, um, I want to ask you, Justin, too, because actually your, your comment spurred the whole, and I forgot, I left out this part on the stats, which was Justin made me remember. That's why I asked, could I share that? Is we generated 690 leads from the channel. And if you count the pending transactions in with closed, you know, that was a total of 82, um, 82 transactions. Guys, that's a 12% conversion ratio. And so that's the other aspect is you look at the quality over the quantity. So yeah, 690, just like what Justin mentioned, if you, if you equal that out, that's about two per day. Now it may not sound like a lot, two per day, but guys, that's two inbound calls per day. That's two people, that's 60 people a month that are calling in because of that value that actually Matt's just talked about, the value proposition. I think the value proposition is, is that we've provided so much value up front that we become their agent by default or at least we don't know if we don't because nobody calls us to tell us that they're not going to use us 
right? So uh, we're almost in a, we're pretty much in a rejection-free business right now as well too, because there's so much value. We have such an extensive library now on YouTube that the people that want to work with us call us. Nobody's ever called us to tell us directly, hey, you know what? Uh, I don't want to work with you guys. Now I have received a couple of weird comments before, but you know, still, you know, we haven't, we haven't had to pursue anybody, but think about how that would change your business. If you had two people calling into you every single day saying, Hey, I want to work with you. You're my person and, you know, providing that value. So I would, I would like to kind of pass that on to Justin too and say, Justin, out of your YouTube leads versus other marketing, cause I believe you do other marketing, um, as well. Do you see a big difference on the people that call in from the channel versus other marketing sources that you use? Well, the cool thing about it is yes and no from the standpoint that I built my entire business on attraction marketing, right? So I put out close to a thousand videos on Instagram um, called Prime Daily since like 2013 or 2014, you know, short tips on real estate, right? And, you know, things you should know in the contract and stuff about my market. And I've always thought of that as like, high level top of brand and by the time people find me it's like they've been interviewing me for 700 videos they know i know my stuff and if they're interviewing somebody else and they ask questions based on topics i've covered and they don't get a concise response well they know that they're working with the right person i would equate youtube to that on steroids and here's the reason it's working when i'm not right and once you put out the video it is the only platform on the planet that will pay you to generate business, which is bananas. Like Roger Wakefield shared in his Vid Summit talk, he knows a plumber in his market that pays 500,000 a year to have 27 spots daily on TV. $500,000 a year. Guy makes a lot of money, brings in a lot of business. Roger arguably probably makes more than him and does more lead generation and he gets paid to do the lead generation. So let that sink in. So when I started doing it on YouTube with a concise strategy of the questions that I'm answering and the purpose of my channel, the leads that are calling me now are exactly that, Levi, even more so because it's more niche specific. We're like Instagram with a fire hose and I had to keep putting out content to generate more. YouTube is very niche specific. So as long as I'm answering the questions that they have, by the time they call me, they are completely opposite than the leads that we generate. So the, the answer yes goes to active lead generation. So like Facebook ads, a lot of outbound inquiries that come in on listings that we have and stuff like that, the quality is not even close. Like those people feel like they're interviewing me, but I'm at the stage in my business because I've built it on attraction marketing that I'm interviewing them as much as they're interviewing me. YouTube is much more of a casual conversation. Um, a guy called me last week, for example, it was super late, but I have a special number set up for YouTube and I get excited when that one rings. So I picked it up and he's like, man, he's like, you know, can I even buy a house in your area in London? He's like, price you nuts. And I was like, what's your budget? And he's like, 700,000. I'm like, yeah, you're fine. Like you can get a really nice house here. And we chopped it up and kind of talked about strategy and if he had kids and what I would do and stuff like that. But it was like, we were, it was almost as if we had been out on like four tours already and like we knew each other, right? So that's, that's the difference in quality from, you know, just doing a Facebook lead ad and then having a YouTube lead actually call you. Real quick, can I ask you on that too, Justin? Because I heard, you know, somebody uh, from Canada this morning in the room. I, th I think you were in there, maybe not. Uh, but I was listening in on the background and they mentioned that, uh, at least in their market, I don't, I don't know if they're in the same market as you, but mentioned how they have more people moving out than in. And so they, they, they believe that YouTube is a better strategy for people moving into an area so let me, I guess, ask you this. Are you in an area where you're seeing more people move into your area or move out? And clearly you're still having success on YouTube. So any thoughts about, you know, what you're doing attracts more out of town people than in town? Yeah. So, I mean, immigration in Ontario is set to be 1.2 million over the next three years. It's out of control. There's way more people moving in than moving out of our territory. So definitely not our market. It may have been Taylor Hack. Um, he's in Edmonton, Alberta, but I bet you the pendulum is going to swing because of the affordability in Alberta, plus the government and the leadership there. I know a lot of people here that are looking to migrate out there. I don't think it matters, to be honest with you, Levi. Like, even if I was in a balanced or a down market, I would still be doing it just for the level of quality of leads because you're still going to have migration. Even if you think everybody's moving out of the city, 
go look at your MLS and see if houses are still selling. If they're still selling, I think the strategy still works. Yeah, I mean, I, I I do agree with that. I was just curious on your perspective there. And so I know that we are now, you know, we just hit over the one year mark and we are now getting a lot more local area inquiries. Um, we got three listings coming up, you know, from the channel. Uh, I've actually been approached uh, three different times uh, in three different coffee shops now. And what's funny is the last conversation is a guy came up to me and was like, hey, are you the, the YouTube real estate guy? <laughs> and I said, I was like, yeah. So I said, are you visiting? Because then I got curious. I said, are you visiting? He's like, no, I live here in Dallas. So I was like, okay, cool. I was like, are you in the market for a home? He's like, nope. My wife and I just like watching, you know, real estate <laughs> channels. And he goes, we really like your channel. So we, we watch it. And I was like, okay. He's like, he goes, but when we're in the market to buy a house, he goes, you'll definitely be the one we call. And so it was just interesting for me to see that as far as I believe we have a lot of local area people lurking around in the background and they're going to start coming up more to surface. And also, um, you know, with the listings coming up, I, I just think that, you know, as the channel progresses and ages, you know, it's, it's like a fine wine. It's only going to get better with time. And so that's why I always encourage everyone, you know, people really get stuck on starting. And, and I just encourage you that if you have at least one or more year left in your real estate career, you have to start because if you start guys, a year's going to go by so fast. And this last year probably went by fast for you. And you're like, Holy cow, it's 2022. But imagine if, if, you know, we would have just started putting out one video a week last year. Now we can't go back and change that, but what if you just started putting out one video per week, at least going this year, the next thing you know, guys, it's going to be 2023. So, you know, just something to keep in mind that it's, it's really more about the consistency versus, um, you know, trying to conquer everything in the first month or so. So anyways, uh, Matt, did that, <laughs> that's kind of a roundabout way to, did that kind of answer your question a little bit too? Yeah, for sure. And, and part of the discussion too last night was around, again, communicating that because, you know, Justin mentioned Ryan Serhant and, and by the, by comparison, if you look at, and I, and I mean this in the purest sense, right? Not influencers gone wild, not influencers in the wild. I mean, true influencers, right? that we're talking about have had a massive impact to our industry or others. And so you know that there are people out there that have zero interest in becoming a real estate agent that still watch million dollar listing. And I know I've heard you talk about this before as far as, you know, you having a favorite character right on that show or, or someone else having a favorite character. But when it came down to it, who would you choose? Like if you're moving to New York city, who would you want representing you? Right. And I think that's the ultimate superpower here is that we all have the opportunity to, to create content, to put out video, to do whatever that means to you, because I don't think everyone should do the same thing by any stretch of the imagination. I think YouTube's an unbelievable place to do it. But I also know, you know, you've talked to a ton of agents on Instagram that are crushing it. So whatever your platform is, I hope people don't get stuck on the minutia of, of where or choosing. I think it's really about starting and, and actually putting that part out because we have an unbelievable opportunity. And so the 9 million impressions that you talked about, I mean, again, go go figure out what that would cost you to do in mailers. And and Justin said it, like the fact that, that Roger's getting paid to create content now, <laughs> like that's such a mind twist, right? Um, so yeah, that absolutely answered my question. So I'm curious if Donna or Jennifer have any, uh, sorry, Jenny from the block, have any questions uh, or comments as well? Yeah, let's, uh, let's find out. And yeah, great point to that. Uh, yeah, I had a, a good conversation with Roger. He was actually in one of our rooms uh, a few weeks back, but he, just to Justin's point, he now, now his sponsorship deals are surpassing his plumbing business. Can you imagine that, that, you know, the guy's been a, a you know, a plumber for, I, I think, I don't know, 35 or 40 years and, you know, and just started to be consistent on YouTube. And now he has up to a million dollars a year just in sponsorship deals. I mean, I was watching one of his videos the other day and like Lowe's, Lowe's is sponsoring his channel. I mean, that is, think about the power of that, how, 
you know, somebody who has been in business for so many years and now uh, just from opening up a YouTube channel, open up so many other doors and he, now he's speaking, he's a, you know, and he's got great videos. I mean, I'm not interested in plumbing at all whatsoever, but I watch his videos from a content creation standpoint. I look at how does he, how does he open videos? How does he change angles? You know, all pattern interrupts everything. I mean, he is doing everything by the book as far as you should be on YouTube. I mean, a great example there. So uh, Mia, you were up here first. Did you have a, a quick question before we move to Donna? Uh, yes. One of the things that it keeps me back from, uh, what do you call it, uh, publishing these, um, my videos is, um, you talk about, that's all you do is talk about, you know, buying in Dallas or in, in or Dallas, you know, am I in trouble? Anyway, um, so I have other videos where they're kind of like, you know, um, how can you, uh, make your house, you know, have a better curb appeal? Um, you know, uh, things that you can do in the house or just little things that aren't totally like, um, you know, here's the neighborhood. Does that work or does that pull your algorithm away? And I, you know, that's what keeps me from, you know, um, publishing anything. I think that I'm going to screw it up before I get to the real stuff. No, not at all, Mia. Uh, I, I don't. I don't think. I mean, it's hard to screw up the algorithm uh, by publishing videos on YouTube. And so, I think you know the really the most important thing is that you publish videos. And so, if you're more comfortable in a topic or subject, or you know, um, with with your experience, you want to talk about all the things that have come up uh, in your real estate career. You know, I believe you've got a wealth. Uh, you've got a treasure chest full of knowledge uh, of all the years you've spent in YouTube. So, you know, ultimately you can, you can, you can make your channel, whatever you want it to be. Now for me and, and my research before starting, I, I think what I found is it kind of goes back to like a personal brand, like the, somebody who wants to start a personal brand on YouTube. I think that is extremely difficult to do if you have no, it's not like Ryan Serhant, right? Ryan Serhant, um, well-known author, also has a TV show. So starting a YouTube channel, you know, he's already got a brand established, but also he can do pretty much whatever he wants on that channel. And I think people are interested regardless, right? But for me, if I started the Levi Lassick channel and started posting about my day or the life of a realtor or, you know, other things that really like things I wanted to do. I'm not saying anything's wrong with that. I just feel, I, I believe it's a lot more difficult to establish that because I've got to find people that are interested in me. And, and you know what, I think that's a small pool really, but you know, or maybe there is a thousand people out there, but how do they know to find me? Uh, it, in, unless I'm making content that people are already searching for. So for me, you know, the whole goal of starting the channel was, can I make the phone ring? And so I think it really depends on what your goals are. You know, what do you want to accomplish with your channel? My goal was, how do I get the phone to ring as fast as possible? And so just for me in the research, what I understood was, is that number one, there's a lot of content regarding my area that people are already searching. So if I create content that's relevant to that, it's going to be a lot easier to be found than if I just try to make, you know, a day in the life of Levi Lassick or let me answer a few questions here or there. Now, if those questions are highly searched and that's what people are really looking for, then, then you know, that could be a relevant topic. But what I also found was is that um, now clearly like Justin has proven as well, he's been doing this for, uh, uh, quite some time and, and, you know, has all that, that base. I didn't have that base. So I was like, okay, what's, what's the fastest way to the goal line? You know, um, if I really want to, you know, gain traction on this as quickly as possible. So for me, it was just finding and looking for what are people already searching for? 
then I can create content that they're likely going to find first ahead of time. And of course, uh, you know, that is really geared more around my city. And yes, I am in Dallas. And so, you know, that's just what helped me get started. But I wouldn't stop if you're if you're creating video. Number one, that's most important. Number two, you got to get it out there and get it published. And so, you know, you can adjust your channel and it just depends on how you go about it. You know, depending on how deep you want to get in the weeds. Um, for me, it was just very important to understand the, the back end of it, you know, to understand the platform uh, versus just creating content. I wanted to understand what would work on the platform and what people would find. Does that make sense? Um, yes, but I think on the whole, you kind of answered it um, two ways, but I think what I need to do is get it out there and publish it. And then, uh, you know, I'm not going to get that much. How many views am I going to get in the first two, three months? But um, like you said, it's probably just, if my word is showing up. And so um, I think getting it out there and publishing it is really the first thing. And then I can turn around and, and start, you know, getting people and funneling into where I am and, and real estate, but keep it, you know, real estate related. So um, I thank you for that. I want to give two perspectives. Um, Levi uncovered a couple really cool things with what everything you just shared. One, Mia, you're you're right. Just press record. Everything else, you can figure it out. Like you can dial it in. If you can start pressing record and building the habit, everything else falls away. Everybody tries to reverse engineer it and you know create these master plans, and then they just can't hit the amount of content they want to put out, and they feel like they failed and they give up, just like diets or anything else. Um, but two points. Levi said clarity on your purpose, right? Why are you creating your channel? And I worked very closely with Ryan Serhan and his whole team. I know them all very personally. I was kind of the canary in the coal mine when they started everything in the beginning. And I like using him as an example because yes, he had the platform, Levi, like he had the TV show and everything else, but look at him and then Google every other million dollar listing star and tell me where their channels are. Right, every single one of them has a YouTube channel, and the majority of them, except for Josh Altman, have no legs and no traction. Ryan was very clear on the purpose of that channel. His channel is actually very similar to my personal channel in terms of it's more geared towards agents than it is necessarily the public. Like I'm not getting a ton of leads off my personal channel. I'm getting actually, it's interesting, the business that I'm converting are other business owners that are struggling with productivity, media, and, you know, business concepts that work because real estate concepts work in all industries, but it's 100% not geared. I feel like my real estate pipeline at all, right? My prime real estate brokerage channel is geared towards people that are looking to buy or sell homes in our territory. But because I got so clear this year on the purposes of the channel, it really gave me the ability to understand why I'm even pressing record, right? So, you know, understanding what Levi said early on that he didn't need his name in the title and it really was for people searching, man, that clarity, a lot of people, it takes them five to 10 years to get to that point. He hacked the system by getting around people that definitely could give him those insights and show him the blueprint. And then he executed and he just pressed record. And if you look at his first video and his videos now, they're drastically different, but he was consistent. And he constantly probably checks in and says, okay, where am I at? What's the purpose of this channel? You know, if I do these neighborhoods, do they fit into the channel? Should I create playlists? All of that comes organically because the questions come up just like my personal channel, right? Like the view count and the subscriber count, I don't know what your opinion of this, Levi. I don't even pay attention. Like I pay attention because I want to see growth, like consistent growth. And I started my personal channel at I think 100 subscribers in February. And I think we popped 600 last week. It's not a ton, but I'm actually really excited about that because it's like more than 90% growth month on month. And like I'm seeing massive click-through rates, really good retention. And that's what I care about. Even on my brokerage channel, I only have 2,000 subscribers. I am seeing more growth in the last three months since I got focused on video on Prime Brokerage channel. But the actual phone ringing is my indicator of is this working or not, not necessarily sub count. So I don't want people to get stuck in the weeds too, too much that, you know, they did a couple videos, they go two months and oh my gosh, they're not popping. I, I you know, I only got 100 views. That's besides the point. I think you have to press record and you have to figure out how to put out content consistently and then revise and then adjust your content based on what people want. Though so that's just my kind of high level of 
what your topic was, Mia, and I think Levi dissected it much more eloquently than I did. Yeah, you're pretty good too, Justin. Um, one other <laughs> thing is, um, is uh, yesterday, or ex well, yesterday, um, I, I guess it was Shannon brought in a great idea about, um, you know, it was written all today about how she finds her buyers. And basically, um, Eric, like, kind of copied it, and he gave her recognition. So, but that was writing it. How would you do it in a YouTube and give recognition? I'm not sure I understand. Okay. Matt, so, did you? Go ahead. No, I'm I'm with you, Levi. I'm not sure, Mia. What do you What do you mean exactly? Because okay, you're referencing uh, a lot of other things, so I'm not sure. Okay, and I don't explain things very well anyway, so don't feel bad. Um. Okay. Yesterday there was um something in Clubhouse, and it's basically, you know, and I have a really hard time, so I try to totally stay away from something is when you take some content um, from another uh, YouTube or Instagram and you use it and change it a little, it's still you, I feel you need to give recognition to that person that you got it from. But I understand how you would do it on, you know, if it's written, like if you did a, you know, post. And you put at the bottom, you know, um, this is um, giving recognition to. You yes. Know, like, yeah. You know, I, I, yes, I understand what you're. I understand what you're saying now, Mia. And um, also, one of um, Donna, Jennifer, Eric were coming up. Um, so just hold tight, real quick. But yeah, let me answer this real quick for you, Mia. I mean, for me personally, I've I've never used anybody else's. Uh, content. I, I don't really recommend that. I think being original is always the best case scenario. Uh, you know, there's a, <clears throat> it, it, I, I just think being original. Now, the thing is, is you can use Google images or images from Google or stock footage or photos or things like that. Now, maybe other people have used that, that content in their videos. So maybe that might, um, be viewed upon as similar, but it, you know, the, again, it just, that, um, taking that, that somebody else is somebody, you know, used as far as stock footage or photos is, a uh, kind of like needle in the haystack, but still we give credit. If we use any images, uh, we, we, we post the source on the image. Uh, if you, you know, we have licenses to music services so that if we use music in our videos, you know, we have the license to, to use that. So we have permission, but we don't tend to use anything that would get us in trouble on the internet or with, uh, in particular other agents. I don't, the thing is, is that I think agents can, can be very territorial on their stuff, which, and rightfully so nothing against that at all whatsoever. So I wouldn't recommend using other agents, videos, content, um, anything like that at all whatsoever. So I, I think there's enough Im information and images and video online that is available for public use and also private licensing use. But also, I think it's best to go out and get your own footage. You know, um, if you're out in the neighborhoods, I was talking about this with somebody yesterday. If you're out showing a home in a neighborhood, show up an hour early or stay an hour late. I mean, you may be showing two or three homes, but, you know, and you're not going to likely do that in the middle while you're with a client, but you can show up an hour early or you can stay an hour late and you can take footage or take film or do some video content around that area. You know, if you're that jam packed on a schedule, then then utilize the time that you are out and about to, you know, add that in. And then using your own footage is always going to be the best case scenario in your own images. So. Um, I think that should cover that question. I want to be respectful to the others. So Donna, can we jump over to you and uh, as, go ahead? Sorry to keep you waiting. No worries. Um, I have a couple questions. Um, number one, I, I know your YouTube channel is, or you have several, but one is living in Dallas. And I think one of them is, you know, luxury in the Dallas area. I don't know the exact name and stuff like that, but, um, but I'm trying to figure out. So if I'm, so launching a brokerage, 
I my my knee jerk reaction was just to secure a YouTube channel with the name of the brokerage, right? Um, and there's several things that I'm going to do once with the agents, help them create once this all starts, okay? But my question is, is I'm wondering, should I have should the brokerage have a YouTube channel, or should I have each of the agents and encourage each of the agents to do it? And the other thing is, is like your name is living in Dallas, Texas. And, and, and so then I'm trying to figure out maybe I shouldn't have, you know, the name of the channel shine realty. Uh, what's your, what's your take on that? What made you think do what you did? Was it just the subject? And you're like, that's a good one. Donna, just a quick, um, for context, I want to make sure I understand too. What are you trying to make happen? I guess. Well, I mean, ultimately I want to bring attention to, the business that's created by the brokerage. Um, I it's, and that's kind of the other side to it is, is I know a lot of, you know, most of the platform is individual agents here. And, and so they're their person that's speaking all the time, you know, and Levi is the one that's walking around in the neighborhoods and things like that. My other side to that was, as if I did the broker, spin on it right should i my initial thought was that the agents would be i would be filming the agents you know what i'm saying let the agents shine and and do their thing and create that but then i wondered listening to this and thinking back on what i've seen is that going to be confusing i know that's a lot probably but i'm thinking of name and actually who is in front of the camera yeah, what I'm getting at is what do you want to have happen, right? Like, what do you want as the outcome? Because if it's if it's just branding, if it's just marketing, if it's just exposure or awareness to the brand, that's one thing. But I think where Levi has been most successful is actual sales, right? So that's that was the context of my question, was to understand what are you hoping will happen a year from now, five years from now as a result of this channel? Well, the investment of time is, is the, the intent is to have it turn into leads coming in and to having it be a source of, of business coming in. Am I being uh, too vague? No, no, I, I, I get exactly, I, I understand where you're coming from. So yeah, I mean, if you'll notice, uh, so initially whenever I was researching how to start the channel, uh, the channel name was, I, you know, it was like, okay, that should be a search term as well versus it, nobody knows who Levi Lassic is and nobody can spell Lassic anyways. It's Polish and, you know, you can't pronounce it or spell it. Even I have trouble spelling it sometimes. So I just knew that my name was not searchable. So I had to remove my ego from that standpoint. And I wasn't really interested in really um, branding myself. I was interested in getting found. And so that goes kind of back to Mia's question, which is I wanted to create content that that is people are already searching for. Now, I think from what I've learned now and in all my discussions, Justin knows this, you know, there's a, a YouTube employee that frequents some of these rooms um, that I've had several discussions with. And he's opened my eyes to a lot of things. And ultimately, from what I've read in my research and everything else over the last year, the channel name does is not necessarily as important because every single video is its own entity on YouTube. Uh, really now, yes, it does. Um, I think there, you can create momentum as a channel, but again, if you want to start the channel as shine realty, again, I think initially that's, that's harder to search. See now, if you search Dallas, Texas, or living, we, we finally, this was something that I've been striving for. I wasn't exactly sure how or how it would happen, but now we're popping up as a preferred channel. And even over like WFFA News 8, you know, News 8 has like 400,000 subscribers. And so now if you search Dallas, Texas or living in Dallas, Texas, we'll pop up as a preferred channel in the middle of videos. Now that is extremely powerful. And I believe that's also a reason why we're seeing a, a huge uptick in calls as well. And so to me, that's just from consistency, but also, you know, being, uh, you know, having the channel geared around the city, it's showing up in city search terms. 
So I think that's very important. If you brand to your brokerage, then, you know, ultimately the videos are the most important thing. So you want to really work on creating content that is relevant, that people are searching for. And then as far as what do you want to do with the agents? I mean, that's really up to you and the agents, because for me, the most important thing is owning the channel. And so as I was an, as an agent, if I'm part of a brokerage, it would be more advantageous for me to have my own channel. Now I could still say I'm at shine realty, but the more content I create, the more of a personal brand I'm building because, you know, and we know that what happens is normally agents tend to, at least the very ambitious ones, right. Tend to may break off on their own. So that's just something where you have to protect your brand as well. If they create their own channels, they're going to develop their own lead sources. And ultimately, you know, they could say, okay, well, I'm going to go do my own thing. Now, at, if you've noticed on our channel, if, if I, I've started to incorporate team members, that was really my goal um, from the beginning as well, is I didn't want to just be the only face on the channel. I thought of this as a million dollar listing style TV show, which features two, three or four different real estate agents, right? It's not just Ryan Serhant, it's Frederick Eklund, right? And it's, um, uh, I don't know who's the other guy on there, uh, Gold, uh, Steve Gold or something, whoever the last person is. You got Altman and Flag and um, Trisha and all these other people on Los Angeles. So, and if you notice, you know, there's, there's been some agents that come and go on those channels. Well, I didn't necessarily want the channel tied to me, you know, personally forever, although I'll still be involved, but I also wanted to create more content. I was thinking about this as well, as far as think media, think media is a channel owned by Sean Cannell, um, who, you know, co-wrote or co-wrote YouTube secrets, but think media, they're about to break, uh, 2 million subscribers, but I always looked at his business model and you know, what he does on his channel is he has three to four different creators. So what does that mean? That means that think media as a brand is publishing almost every day because between four and four creators plus Sean, that's five creators. If they just do one video a week, well, you've got five videos a week right there. And of course, more content leads to more views, which can lead to more phone calls. And so for me, I always thought of it as I always wanted to have a team involved and have them contributing content so that we have variety. We have diversity. Uh, people see other faces. They know it's not just me the whole time. And then also it would allow me to kind of step back on content creation and again, start to focus more on the business as a whole uh, versus, you know, trying to um, always create content myself, which as we get busier and busier is becoming a little bit more of a challenge. But again, it's one of those things, what you prioritize and what you time block for, you will do. So, you know, that's something that um, I work on that as far as time blocking still every week for content creation. But like today, my afternoon is blocked for making videos, but I'm actually going to be with team members helping them make videos. So even though it's taking my time right now and I'm not producing that content personally, they're producing content that will go on the channel. Now, here's the cool thing about that too is, and this is the benefit to the team members is we already have an established audience. And so AJ, for example, who literally moved from California, bought his house from us, loved working with us so much that he literally you started over, wanted a fresh start, got his real estate license and was like, I have to join your guys' team, which is like the ultimate, you know, uh, I mean, it's just the, the ultimate reward, right? When you work with somebody and they love working with you so much that they want to join the team. And now, and I said, look, you got to tell your story about moving from California to Texas because, you know, a majority of our people are coming from California. And I, I figured it would do well, but he made that video. And it was, it's been our fastest growing video. I mean, it hit 2000 views within 24 hours. I've never had a video the whole time. I've been making videos for a year and his video went to 2000 views in 24 hours um, and got the most engagement, literally had almost 60 comments within the first 24 hours because it would, it started this whole discussion. And now it's exactly what I was looking for. And then I had Audrey who wants to create content but doesn't necessarily want to start her own channel. But here's the thing, 
AJ's already getting specific reach outs for him. And so people are already reaching out, emailing and calling saying, Hey, could I talk to AJ? Hey, AJ's story is just like my story. Uh, I want to talk to AJ. Hey, I'm coming from California as well. And that was what I was hoping for. And it's all happening. So I, I believe with more personality, more uh, diversity in there as well, that, you know, it's just going to open up more doors because like attracts like. That's what I love about video is that, you know, all of our clients are pretty much like us. We don't deal with problem clients necessarily because, I mean, we, you know, they, they like us just like I, I do that scenario. Like we all watch the, the real estate shows. We watch Million Dollar Listing New York. And if I asked everybody in this room, everybody would have a different agent that they would pick to work with. Somebody told me Josh Altman once and I was like, what? Yeah, you're crazy. You know, but you know, I would love to work with Ryan Serhant, you know, and, but that's who I feel like I connect with the most out of all the people. And I watch, you know, several of the shows, not often, but you know, Hey, when we get a chance, I do like to watch those shows. But, um, you know, that's the thing uh, is that I believe there's opportunity. There's a different ways you can do it. Ultimately, I believe you've got to you know, anytime you start a channel, if you lead by example, I believe that's um, the best way to do it. And then incorporating, uh, incorporating your team is a great way to do that as well. But if I was an agent, you know, I would be thinking about creating my own because that's most, that's, you know, most beneficial for them. But at the same time, it just depends on where that's going to fall in your business structure and how you want to do that. Does that help out? Yes, it does. And um, uh, congratulations on your success. I know it to me as an outsider, it looks like you've done everything right. And I know that there's always some teachable moments in there, but congratulations. And um, I mean, your stats are off the charts. And um, anyway, I appreciate your time. This, this is a lot beneficial for you to do something like this than 180 people having coffee with you. So thank you very much. Well, thank you, Donna. Um, thank you so much. All right, Jennifer, how are you doing? What's up? How's it going down in Austin? Hey, good morning. It's been a while. Uh, things are good. It's cold and gray and, you know, not as cold as London for, you know, Justin, but hey, it's cold for Texas style. Um, thank you so much for having me up. Um, I'm loving this dialogue and the consideration of the end goal. And I would love to know um, from Justin, if you don't mind jumping in, Justin, you know, one thing Levi is exceptional at is having, you know, set a path and then, you know, he goes after it, he researches it and then he goes after it. And I'm just wondering for what's going on with Prime right now and how you're breaking things out both as you and, and for the team um, what would that consideration be for you right now if you were starting at ground zero with no team members and starting uh, up a YouTube channel today? Yeah, so I, I think I go, go back to what Levi was saying about am I sitting in the seat of an agent or am I sitting in the seat of somebody that's starting a brokerage, right? So I think from a clear, clarity perspective, sorry, give me once. Um, for a clarity perspective, let's pretend I'm an agent that's starting on the business and I have no business. I mean, the blueprint that he just shared is the blueprint because I'm trying to get actual clients, right? So I think I'm looking to put out content, specifically answering the questions that those clients are looking for in a way that I'm not the center of the story. They're the hero of the story. Now, if I'm moving into where Donna's at, and I sent you a DM, Donna, because we got to wrap up the room, but I'll chat with you off channel about this. I own a brokerage, right? I have divisions. I have agents that are on my team and I always put myself in their shoes. Levi answered the question. You know, if you were an agent, would you want to be creating content on your brokerage's channel, your brokerage's brand, or would you want to be creating content on your own? Well, the answer is you want to create your own brand, right? Because you don't want to be beholden to anybody. If for some reason, the partnership doesn't work out. You should be able to stand on your own two feet. And I, as an owner, I don't know if I stand alone in the industry thinking about this, but I actively work on my agent's brand to my detriment. Broker owner is geared around their success if a meteor fell on me tomorrow. And I can confidently say every one of my agents is in a better position to succeed through my platform and my network because they work at Prime. 
Now it's my responsibility as a leader to create a platform that makes it such that they'll never want to leave. Like I want to treat them so good and make them so much money that it's not even a question. And they're constantly being recruited because I'm good at my job, right? I know they're being recruited because they tell me because they're super loyal and it is what it is. But I also know all the recruitment tools out there. We provide transaction coordination. We provide marketing. We do this, we do this, we do this. I know what they offer, but I can turn around to my agents and say, we got with 26 of us, six are admin plus myself. So 19 in production agents. And I gave out close to a million dollars in business to them last year, like gave them business that I could have hired two showing assistants and a TC and just kept in my pocket. And there's nothing any other brokerage can go out there and say to counteract that and say, well, we're going to do this for you because they all say they give you business, but they never do. Now, going back to what we're talking about, content marketing, that's how I did it, right? So everything that I build is to provide pipelines so the agents can just live their life. They may not want to create content. So I put things in place so that it happens for them organically. But it now getting to the point where it's working so well, now they want to do it too. So instead of me holding back the secrets and being like, well, you need this from me to, or you're going to leave, I do the complete opposite. I give them the keys to the kingdom, but I also make it very clear. They're learning what I know now, but I'm five years ahead and they're never going to catch up because I'm willing to put in the work that nobody is. And that's what a leader is. A leader is the person who's thinking around corners. Their ideas seem crazy right now. I'm sure I've been mocked for doing Clubhouse. I picked up 20 townhomes, about $15 million of inventory off Clubhouse. So now what, right? Like, I think that's the crux is if you're in a leadership position, it's up to you to provide a platform for the people you work with. But then also from a competitive standpoint, there's, there is no competition because I attract a specific type of avatar and a specific type of agent that agents that aren't fit for me aren't going to work with me and that, that's okay like i actually use my content to filter that and i think that is the best way to wrap up this conversation is if you know who you are and what you want and you know who you're going after put them in the hero position of the story and you be the yoda and you be the guide and you answer their questions and just start pressing record because that's how i got here it's literally just recording over and over and over and it's not perfect. There's a lot of speed bumps and a lot of things that I've, I'm still figuring out, but I'm still willing to press record every day. And that that's the difference maker. I love it. That was a great way to wrap it up in my uh, post this morning for my run was my word for today, uh, for this year is 2022. What is yours? So I'm just, I'm making sure that I post at least three times a day in story and you know, and then obviously YouTube is becoming my predominant thing, but that consistency is the word of the year. So thank you for sharing, you know, how well you treat your agents and run your company and really appreciate all you guys on here today. Levi, as always, um, great job answering questions. Um, all the depth is so greatly appreciated. Thank you, Jennifer. All right. We normally wrap up, but Philomena, I don't want to leave you hanging. So let's answer one more question if we can. Uh, and uh, yeah, happy to help. And then we'll uh, close out the room. How are you today? Hi, everybody. I'm driving. Um, I'm on my way to Maryland, actually. So on the road and I thought I'd tune in. Um, I, I did have a question, but somebody already answered it. So that was cool. But um, I've been kind of camera shy lately to, to get on the YouTube, you know, channel and get it going. Um, but I did pack my flight and my stand so that I can do some video while I'm away. So I'm hoping I can do that uh, while I'm out here. Um, but thanks for, for all the support and everything, um, Levi and Justin and the whole group. You guys are amazing. Well, thank you, Philomena and Justin and, and Matt, as always. I mean, Justin, that was great, you know, great feedback. Thank you for providing that as well. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, I just, I love this room. It's so good to talk to you guys and have this discussion and keep it open. And I just, uh, I really feel video is so important. And again, whether that's YouTube or TikTok or Instagram, um, you know, I, I encourage you get started somewhere and, and get going, just get started. And, um, the one thing I do love about YouTube, I'll end on this, is that people are searching. They're searching on YouTube more so than they are other platforms. And therefore, that gives you the best opportunity to catch somebody before they've even considered hiring a real estate agent. And when you provide that value up front, 
and give them all the information they're looking for. Plus you show up over and over and over again, every time they search anywhere in your cities or suburbs, you know, then you'll become their choice uh, by default and because of the value that you've provided. And that will come with time. If you put in the work, it's not um, overnight. It does take some momentum that needs to be built, but to me, it's absolutely worth it. And again, if you have one or more years left in your real estate business, you owe it to yourself to be on video. And, and, you know, I believe YouTube is a very powerful platform to do that. So guys, thank you very much, Matt, Justin, thank you for your contribution. Uh, Mia as well for your questions, Donna, hope to run into you soon sometime out here. And, um, yeah, Jennifer, see you again soon. Philomena, thanks for joining us. You guys, all right, let me know if you have any questions. You can always hit me up on the back end uh, and have a great day. Thank you for joining us on today's podcast. If you're interested in partnering with us to access our YouTube course and coaching all for free, schedule a call at fivestarstrategycall.com.